0: Today's episode is brought to you by AOS Kitchens, the South's leading outdoor kitchen design and installation specialists.
1: welcome to the new series of the meet and greet barbecue podcast thank you so much for listening and please do review like and subscribe depending on how you're listening to us or again if you're on youtube but also we have launched a new facebook group building a community of people who want to be barbecuing and just love uk barbecue but if you're anywhere in the world please do join and add to that you can find us on facebook just Search for Meet and Greet Barbecue podcast. On this episode, we are speaking to Marcus Borden of the UK Barbecue School. He is an expert. He writes for The Telegraph. He has the UK Barbecue School. He is a fantastic cook. Without much further ado, here's Marcus. So Marcus, thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us. Um, Owen and I have been waiting for this like excited children waiting for Christmas <laughs> because we're fascinated by everything that you are and what you do. But for anyone who doesn't know, do you want to introduce yourself to our listeners?
2: Oh, thank you guys. Uh, that's really kind. Uh, so I'm Marcus Borden. Um I guess my sort of, you know, my thing I started years ago is Countrywood Smoke, uh, a blog and um, website and social media and Facebook group that's been doing pretty well and growing nicely. Um, I started UK barbecue school from my garden about five ish years ago, five, six years ago. And um, it started off just helping out groups of friends and my mates and stuff to barbecue a bit better. Um, I, I worked worked in the oil and gas industry for 25 years and that sort of ended um a couple of years ago really with covid and um so I, I decided to give the barbecue school a go full-time and uh had an amazing year last year it was the barbecue school was built in may and uh last year was fantastic um teaching many many hundreds of people how to improve their barbecue skills which is pretty pretty amazing to be able to do
0: and you've got a beautiful all-purpose kind of built school haven't you in the farmland is that
2: right just near a farm shop it's on a it's on a farm shop about three minutes away two minutes on a good day on a good run but um yeah a lovely farm shop they've got fantastic meat there vegetables uh they can order fish in for me um there's animals running around there's pigs and goats and sheep in the fields just around me and ducks on the pond in front of the barbecue school and um yeah they built the most beautiful barbecue school for me so i'm very lucky
1: it is gorgeous. Great. It's absolutely gorgeous. Like Looking on Instagram, it's so idyllic. And in mm. the summer, I can't think of a better place to be sitting, cooking, learning, and have a drink, hopefully afterwards. <laughs>
2: Yeah, thank you. I mean, it's lovely um, year round, really. Uh, I've I've I put some uh, sort of wind walls up uh, during the winter just to keep the the wind down a little bit. And I mean, I was there today in the sun, and um, it was it was beautiful. You know, the ducks were quacking, and it was just it was just idyllic. But yeah, a lovely summer's evening there is is pretty special as well. And
0: what? Um... For, for you, then, in terms of sort of right. launching the barbecue school, and you, yeah. as you mentioned, you kind of started helping some friends and, and you know, barbecue yeah. better. So for, for me, let's say I've never done barbecue before. Um, yeah. And I come I come down to to, to your school, what, what would what should yeah. I expect?
2: so um on my i call it my sort of uh, fundamentals it used to be my barbecue basics i called it it's it's a fundamental sort of class and it's for complete beginners um the first thing i like to do is um to, to cook is a dirty steak which actually surprises a lot of people um because that's quite often seen as something not for beginners it's an intermediate thing but what i love about it is a hanger steak and you get some really good charcoal and yeah, you know, a few minutes aside and make like a herb based and what i love about it is it's it's pure essence of barbecue you just need some hot coals and some meat and that's what i love um, for, for beginners and uh, what I quite like to do is there's a lot of you know people always have a preconceived idea of what barbecue is. It, oh, it's sausages and burgers, or it's this and that, and and they they have a lot in their head that's wrong. You know that 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 they've picked up all these ideas over the years, and they're not always um, very helpful. So what I like to do is totally go chum like that and restart them and. I love it. I love it that I drop the the steak on the coals and you see their faces and you know that when they have that first taste that you've got them and uh, probably like 90% of my my uh, people on on my basics class they they go ahead go go straight away and they want to cook at that dirty steak for themselves cuz it tastes amazing it's easy and it's it's a bit of fun theater as well which is good you know they want to do that for their mates and um show them that they are they're, they're barbecue uh, heroes themselves and and i like that i'm i'm all about making people's lives easier more more stress free um and um you know people get worried and stressed about barbecue and i hear the same things over and over again oh, i'm not sure i'm stressed and i just like to totally remove that and then make i just want to make people barbecue heroes amongst their friends and family that's my goal and make them feel confident to do that so that works a treat um i i and then i i build up in a good way, how how to cook with with charcoal on a barbecue. Um, you know, I show them heat control and we cook a, a roast beef joint topside. and um, they love that. Uh, I do how to make a dry rub and um then we smoke some chicken thighs and yeah, that's you know, it's about four hours all in and they have a good feed and um nice relaxing time and it's 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 good. Yeah. Do you find that
0: most of your, you know, most of the attendees to your school uh, are yeah. you finding that you're having a lot more kind of beginners and novices coming into barbecue that are interested that are, are not confident enough to try it on their own and obviously want to come to you first or are you actually getting quite a nice mix of intermediate and perhaps more seasoned barbecuers as well
2: a real nice mix actually you know um my my the, the the sort of fundamentals one is people who've either total beginners or people who've been doing it a while maybe they haven't got confidence in it or they've lost some confidence um sometimes i get some quite experienced people who say look i just want to um I'm, I'm struggling with something i just want to get things clear of my head um and I, I do an intermediate course that's for people who've been around a bit more, um, and that that helps. And I do a live fire class, which is uh, you know only cooking with wood, um, not charcoal, and um, that gets more more experienced people in again. So I like to give some something for everyone. If you know we're, we're all learning, you know there's there's um, there's always something new to learn um, for everyone and um it's being open to that and um uh, and enjoying you know um and yeah having a good having a good laugh as well that's important
1: playing with fire is so exciting i love the fact that you say the first thing that you do with these people just to blow their minds yeah. is the dirty steak because oh no i've been saying for ages part of the reason that we did this podcast was try and say to yeah. people give it a go that's half the fun yeah, yeah. but but Probably. even even we wouldn't have thought to go do you know what go dirty steak straight away why not it's exciting yeah. but there's no reason not yeah. to giving it a go is yeah. half the fun right
2: absolutely absolutely give it a try give it a try and if it doesn't work out then you've learned something then you know we learn learn about our failures you know um when i first started i I had a lot of failures um you know i learned learned quite quickly from those um and for me doing the classes is to jump start people so they they don't have so many um failures and they can they can enjoy it without um stressing so.
0: Where do you get the inspiration for kind of all your, your cooks that you want to obviously impart mm. on to, to, to people to, to learn?
2: so for for my classes is stuff i've been doing for a long time i've been doing a lot of demos over the years um you know shows and things um i i picked up a sort of repertoire for that you know dirty steaks was always on that you know I, I love it that you you've got people you know you you do that and you know in front of a crowd and you've got people and then they taste it and and so that was always um you know i've been doing that for sort of 10 years really dirty steaks and it it just wows people you know, and and people come to it and they go, well, is it going to taste gritty or ashy or burnt or something? And, um, you know, I've had some quite negative stuff put in my direction about that. People saying, oh, it's going to be gritty and nasty and horrible. And um, I love it that they taste it and (laughs) <laughs> you know if it's, if it's done right I, you know i've seen a lot of people not doing it right um you know people using poor quality charcoal and then they complain that it's actually and gritty um i i had one one guy who told, told me i didn't know what i was talking about um and he, he tried to do it in a dirty steak um and it was uh bitty and gritty and not very nice. I said, "Oh, what charcoal did you use?" And he said, oh, I, "I didn't use charcoal. I used it on my gas grill on the um the, the lava rocks at the bottom of a gas grill." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh,
0: that's, that's, I suppose that yeah. that's quite. It must have been quite humbling for him to actually then realise
2: that it wasn't yeah, quite I don't up know to about standard. That, but yeah, I don't know about that. But uh, yeah, certainly it was a lesson for him. So, <laughs> I have to admit, the
0: first time I did a dirty steak. I, hmm. I used briquettes instead yeah. of lumpwood and yeah. I did find that as it started to turn white and I was placing it on yeah. there, there was just a little bit too much ash that came off. It still tasted amazing, yeah. but perhaps just yeah. a little
2: bit more crunchier than I was <laughs> I was expecting yeah, yeah. the first yeah. time. I mean I mean the, the, the way I've seen it is that I'm always very clear you've got to use very high quality lumpwood charcoal, um, get it really red hot, give it a quick blow just before you put the steak in that ramps up the temperature and it just removes any surface ash and then put your steak on um and i've always been very clear about that but what i've seen over the years is that people who've who've done that themselves and it's grown i mean you know like you know 10 years ago nobody was doing that everyone thought i was bonkers doing it but it's becoming more and more popular now which is great um but i see people copying others who maybe haven't told them that they have to use good quality charcoal they have to use and that it's like chinese whispers it loses its um and then people come back to me and say i don't know what i'm talking about because they've obviously struggled with it and it's not not been as good as it could be so
0: do you do you have a preference in terms of what steak you would normally go for for dirty steak uh
2: i so either i do a tomahawk with a a nice um you know a dirty sear and then you know finish it finish it direct or do reverse sear like that Um, my absolute go-to is hanger steak though it's just perfect for it it really is the perfect steak for a dirty steak um i've tried lots over the years and it just works superbly it's it's about four minutes a side and it's um you know take it to about 50 degrees and it's it's a phenomenal steak a hanger steak it really is
1: for me um and then a nice nice
2: base on it as well nice herby garlicky based chimichurri or something
1: Uh, for me the most exciting thing that I've seen I've been lucky enough to see you do two different demonstrations um you did the sizzle fest and also the smoke and fire but the thing that's excited me the most is
2: yeah
1: watch it's the little extra techniques where you bring the steak out and then you'll put the butter on and the bit of charcoal and put it on top of the butter That that drama is beautiful it's oh my god it's yeah I'd love to do that in front of people. Again, it's a confidence thing, but it's not something I've seen anyone else do or talk about, but it looks phenomenal. The smells you get from it are incredible.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I I tend to do it with bone marrow on a steak. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a great believer in trying to keep the same fats To the you know to the meat. So if if you so there's nothing wrong with using butter on it. You know it's it's quite nice. But I've I've come away from that because it it changes the steak. And if you have a beautiful like rare breed, you know grass fed steak, and you put butter on it, then you get a butteriness to it. So. Uh, what I found is by using bone marrow or like some beef dripping or something, but bone marrow is the best. Um, and then melting that maybe with some herbs and garlic with the charcoal on top, it just really intensifies the flavour and it is fantastic. It really is so good.
0: <laughs> and what um, what plan, I'm cutting quite to it straight away really, but what, what kind of plans have you got for the barbecue school then for, for 2022? Is there anything new and exciting? Any different courses? Uh
2: so I, I did I did my first live fire class last year. There'll be more of those to come. Uh, Sue Stoneman, good friend of mine, is doing more baking classes. She is an absolute legend um and and a real um a real star. Uh, we had a, a lovely lady called Neela. Um, who is uh, amazing? So she's relatively new to the fire cooking, but um, she cooks the most amazing Indian food um, on on the barbecue. And um, she is, yeah, she's she's really good. Um, I we're we're looking busy already we're we're pretty much booked up until the summer already which is phenomenal um so many people during um we were quite taken aback so many people wanting to buy presents for their 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 loved ones um over over christmas and wanting a place on barbecue school so that is amazing um yeah the, the the, the pro- I, I've, I've always got these big plans to do like a fish one. I mean, last year, I just didn't have time. I had so many people wanting to do that basic and intermediate class. Um, it was hard to fit in extra stuff, but it's, it's good for me to do extra. Uh, I did a Christmas class, which uh, I've done Christmas demos and classes in other places, but it was really nice to do one on my home turf. Um, so I, I'd like to do um, a seafood class. Um, I'd also just like to do some really something else, maybe just some damn delicious, sexy food, like, you know, <laughs> um, you know, uh, I, I think just something, something a bit for me as well. Um, I'd also quite like the idea of doing a whole weekend, class as well but it's it's i i try and keep it to one class a weekend um you know it's it's hard with fam- you know fam- young family if you're away at the weekend um I give everything to my classes. I really, you know, I'm shattered at the end of a, a class and to do two, I've done I've done three on the trot before. I've actually did one where I did four days in a row um, wow. at the early part of last year and I was exhausted after the end of it because I really do give everything and, you know, it's a full day, you know, um, my classes are sort of four or five hours really with the people there, but with all the prep and the clean down after and everything, you know, it's a full day and um i'm pretty tired at the end of it you know um i'm i'm getting towards 50 now so i'm not a spring chicken anymore so <laughs> you know it's it's a, it's a long day and i really do give everything to to my classes you know so i suppose um, that
0: must be so important though obviously mm. being so immersed in it with your students yeah. that kind of really gives yeah. gives that you know um experience that they hope you know they they're paying for and wanting to achieve
2: at the end of it it is, it is people people really deserve that you know they've they've had a um a rough couple of years and people you know they want a really lovely experience they want to learn how to barbecue um they just want a nice time and and i i I'm one of these people. And I I love that that I can host that and give that and share that experience with them, and um, for me, that's really important that they go away feeling, um, you know, that they've really enjoyed themselves and learnt lots. You know, it's, um, it's
0: what sort of class sizes do you do you have? Is it quite intimate or so, do you, do you have big groups?
2: Yeah. So when I was doing it from home here, I'd have sort of four to six people. Um, at my new place six to ten usually um some of my beginners class i, I go, go up to 12 um and uh, i i was doing 14 or 15 but it felt too big um so 10 10 to 12 for my beginners um and the intermediate ones a bit more involved so usually about eight for that and the life fire about eight as well so
1: what really excited yeah. me yeah. is it's the christmas mm-hmm. one um because i know owen and i have cooked christmas um meals for our families for last at least two years on the barbecue and really enjoyed it for me now it's part of christmas that on christmas eve about 11 p.m i'll be lighting the barbecue and getting ready to smoke something overnight which is great what do you actually do on your christmas course then
2: so i i I've I've been doing Christmas dinners on the barbecue for about 10 years again. Um I love it. You know, I I remember ruining my first one. I d- <laughs> I got this lovely turkey and I got um, a a q smoker, brand new Pro-Q smoker and I chucked about four or five big chunks of oak on there and um uh, it was so smoky this turkey. <laughs> um <laughs> you know it, it ruined the turkey basically and um so you know I, I i teach you know we usually do like a turkey crown um and I, I i teach them how to make a like a festive rub you know and i use like you know a nice festive sort of mixed spice sort of rub you know a little tweak on one of my rubs and that goes down well um i did a ham and i glaze it with um uh, mulling syrup which is um, you, you pop into wine and warm it up and it makes makes wine mulled wine. But this mulling syrup has got a stick of cinnamon in and all the, the flavors of Christmas, really. So we do that. I did um, sprouts, um, you know, in cream and with walnuts, which, you know, I do those on, on the, the fire pit. Uh, my festive fatty always goes down well as well, you know, um, stuffed with cr- cranberries and blue cheese and chestnuts and things like that, sausage meat and wrap. In bacon, that goes down well. So tasty. Yeah. Yeah. And this year we had um, a new one. We had um, the bacon wrapped mince pies, which went down an absolute storm. I don't know if you've seen them on my socials, but uh, I did um, like a wrap on around a a mince pie and then, um, you know, smoked it and then glazed it with um, maple syrup. Those were really an eye opener. And I did a, um, a bacon wrapped Christmas pudding as well. Cool. Yeah, I saw that because
1: I remember seeing that and
2: thinking, I've not
1: seen anyone do anything like that before. What what inspired you to start wrapping Christmas pudding in bacon, apart from the fact that bacon goes with everything, obviously?
2: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I mean, I did the mince pies and that was one, you know, there was the whole Oreo thing and I wasn't, I'm not, you know, I'm not big on cakes and biscuits really and at that point i clocked it and i thought right um, i'm going to do that with mince pies when it comes to christmas i've not seen anyone do it and um I, I tried it out a couple of times, did a video of it, um, and, um, yeah, I you know, I thought, is it me? Do I just like anything because it's wrapped in bacon? But <laughs> actually everyone who was trying it and the guys on the class loved it. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, it was really good. Um, the Christmas pudding, I'd say, was interesting. It, it doesn't have uh, – it doesn't take on particularly any – benefit huge benefit from the bacon apart from it just being bacon there um but it does get a nice smoke flavor from the 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 cherry smoke that i use but the the bacon sort of helps keep the surface of it moist and stop stop it drying out which is a bonus Um, and then you just get some crispy bacon at the end and have that with some maple syrup or brandy butter and some cream and it's delicious it Sounds looks so gorgeous
1: good. it looks so gorgeous i've just I've, yeah. I've been quickly swiping while you're while you've been talking because i wanted to yeah, see yeah. it and the thing is i personally am not a huge fan of mince pies but i know yeah. that that would be good because bacon improves everything
2: yeah. <laughs> i i had i had a few people on the class say they don't like mince pies but they try it and they were all converted so um <laughs> yeah you know give it give them a go if you, you don't mentioned- like them you don't like them <laughs> that's
0: it you mentioned obviously when you first tried 10 years ago cooking your turkey on the yeah. barbecue used quite yeah. a lot of oak do you still yeah. use oak for turkey no. or do you use something
2: God, no. softer like cherry or yeah cherry one chunk of cherry now is is what i do um yeah, I actually, I actually went. I, we had a big, um, big Christmas this year after not having not having a one last year. So we had all my wife's family around, uh, It was fifteen of us. So I, I made my life really easy this year. Um, there was a lot of food, and I, I did it on the um, the Weber smoke fire. So I fired that up and um, just just made made use of that really. Um, just to make it as easy on myself as I can, could. But normally I'd do it on a KEJ or, um, you know, Weber kettle or something, you know, um, turkey crown and a ham, cherry, one chunk of cherry smoke, and that's perfect. And the
0: colour it gives on turkey, I've done some, some, some yeah. turkey crown with cherry wood and the kind of almost
2: like burgundy kind of red that it gets yeah. around the outside is yeah. beautiful. I- where i've sort of i i i've always been a big fan of silver birch that's lovely um apple's lovely oak's got specific uses but every time i sort of go to use something else i go well why didn't i use cherry there you know um it would have been better a better color with cherry you know like apple's lovely but you don't get that quite so much that lovely pinky red color you get with the cherry and the sweetness so you know i always say to myself oh if i use another word then why wouldn't i use cherry so
1: i've fallen in love with cherry wood um over the last sort of six months because i hadn't really tried that many different woods my brother-in-law's a stonemason and he actually managed mm. to get me a load of untreated untouched oak for, from a job that he'd been yeah. doing at a church so I've been working my way through that. And like you said, there's a there's a punch, right? With with oak. It's very distinct and very strong. Yeah, yeah. I want to I want to try something different. But the smell, not only that, the smells while you're cooking with cherry are absolutely yeah. phenomenal. My daughter keeps asking me, Oh, what sweets have you got? What sweets have you got? It's like, no, that's, yeah, yeah. that's what I was cooking. It's it, it's amazing. Jeez.
2: Do you know what people uh, miss out though? They they miss out that you can combo woods. So if I'm doing American barbecue, um, like your traditional brisket or pulled pork or something, I would add some hickory or pecan wood, and a chunk of cherry, and you get a really nice balance then between the sweet of the the, the cherry and you know the, the the hickory. Hickory and cherry are lovely together. That makes such a good good flavour. Um, oak, oak and cherry are good as well. You get it ba- balances out the, the some of the harshness you might get from from the oak with the, the sweetness of the cherry. So uh, putting those two together really works a treat.
1: For beginners how do you start planning out those different flavor profiles with smoke what tips have you got for different woods for different
2: meats and cooks Okay so um I I would say that um don't overthink it um if you've so that you've got heavy woods you've got oaks and um hickories and the the heavier flavors. And then you've got the lighter flavors, your ashes, your beech, birch, cherries, apples, things like that. Um, You know, the apple's getting more sort of medium really, but um, think about your flavor profile and the balance of the food. Um, If you've got too strong a flavor of smoke, it can overpower the food and you can't taste anything else. It's kind of kind of like um, licking at an ashtray if it's too strong. Not that I lick at <laughs> ashtrays all the time, <laughs> very often at
1: all. But it's a beautiful um, turn of phrase as well.
2: <laughs> it is, yeah, it is. Um, so um, yeah, think about the whole thing you're doing and and the combination. Does a sweet smoke work well, or are you trying to get an American flavour? profile to copy you know um if you're doing a brisket american style then you'd want you know some oak in there or some hickory and cherry you know to, to balance it a little bit you'd want that punchier flavor if you're doing something lighter maybe some lamb then you want to go to the lighter end of that the 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 the, the birch is lovely with that ash and a chunk of cherry but just very gentle with lamb so really think about what you're trying to achieve uh, and don't just load up loads of wood less smoke is better always than more smoke
0: yeah i think that's some really
2: really good advice
0: um Ooh. i'm interested to know at the school marcus what yeah what, what kind of setup have you got in terms of equipment i think you've already mentioned a weber and i saw a couple of youtube videos where i think you had a summit.
2: Yeah. uh yeah there got, and. Um, I've got about a million barbecues there, so yeah, I've got Summit, Um, I've got a KJ. Um, I've got um, I, I think I think Weber 57, so I've got about four four or five Weber 57s there. I think they're really important for people to learn on because they're they're quite accessible. Uh, I've mm-hmm. got a proQ, bullet smokers. Uh, I've got my Hellraiser that I love. Um I've got uh Somerset Grills, Glastonbury Asado, a nice big Asado grill um yeah. for my live fire. Uh I've got a little Delavita wood fired oven there um just for doing breads and pizzas and flatbreads and stuff uh what else have i got i've got a couple of um well quite a few fire pits um cad and uh fuegos the argentinian style fire pits and a few others i've got um theros grills for yep. um doing dirty steaks um i've got a couple of uh uh, pellet grills that um, do my heavy lifting like if i'm doing breads or um you know uh, uh what would i do on there i do i do the pork belly burnt ends on there um i've got a few odds and sods i've got some uh i've got borniac smoker i've got a um you know like electric style smoker I've got a little bradley smoker um big monolith. i've got a what else have I got? Um, I've got a lovely um, tandoor as well uh, that um, I've been playing with recently, cooking up some tandoori. So yeah, I've got a fair, a fair <laughs> few grills there.
0: You, uh, you weren't lying when you said about a billion. <laughs>
2: <laughs> if you've been
0: looking or thinking about an outdoor kitchen, then look no further, Naos Outdoor Kitchens.
1: They are the South's leading outdoor kitchen design and installation specialists. Their
0: extensive showroom is based just outside Bournemouth on the Dorset-Hampshire border and as well as numerous in-store displays, also features a live outdoor kitchen where they cook every week on Kamado grills, pizza ovens and all filmed and shown on YouTube.
1: They offer a wealth of knowledge on how to transform your patio into the most incredible outdoor dining area with styles and options to suit every budget and you can guarantee they will be able to create something perfectly suited to you and your home. They stock and supply everything
0: that you're going to need for outdoor cooking, including barbecues, kamado ovens, pizza ovens, outdoor fridges, and every accessory that you would need to become the ultimate outdoor chef.
1: So if you want to make yourself the envy of your friends and neighbours, get in touch with them today to arrange a consultation and take the first step in transforming your back garden into the most incredible entertainment space. Visit aoskitchens.co.uk
0: And... I also wanted to, to ask as well obviously you're a published author you've got a couple of cookbooks yeah. uh I've got one of them myself I'm actually cooking your chili brownies oh yeah morning. yeah oh cool uh, I've got some friends coming up tomorrow so I'm quite looking forward to that and yeah. you mentioned about Sue we actually spoke to Sue earlier this yeah. week um and she's been again you know being a guest on the podcast and we were talking about baking um yeah, yeah. Um yeah, I'm super excited to try it, Marcus. So... Um, yeah, cool. uh, you got some ancho ancho chilies
2: of you? I'm going to get some tomorrow.
1: <laughs> that was a no. <laughs>
2: okay, <cool. laughs> Not yet. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. They're, they're really good because they're quite fruity and sweet. Um, yeah. So they they just work really well, really well with it.
0: You, yeah, I was going to say, because I suppose a normal red chili probably doesn't give the same
2: no. effect, no, it's, right? It's, it's almost like um sort of sweet um jamminess about it about an ancho it's it's quite a sort of plummy sort of you know um it, it's it's really delicious um when they're dry and you rehydrate them and they 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 go quite fruity they're lovely not too hard yeah, I'm,
0: I'm excited to give them a go because i was saying to yeah. Sue early, earlier i for all the years i've done barbecue i've never really been a pudding person i've never tried yeah doing any kind of puddings or desserts on the on the
2: barbecue so i'm looking forward to that but what was that mean i'm 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 not a particular you know i i don't do a lot of puddings i you know i tend to keep it quite simple i am in awe of sue she is phenomenal what she does i I always try and um when she does a class i always try and um hang around towards the end just to to have a few little tasters she does the most amazing pavlovas and cakes (laughs) and You know, she's she's phenomenal.
1: I'm so excited that you said that because when we were talking to Sue, she talked about the pavlova on the barbecue. And as she left, obviously people won't won't have heard this bit or they won't when they listen to the podcast episode. She left and Owen and I just said to each other, I don't think a pavlova on the barbecue is that easy. Like, it just, it's, uh, but but the way that, not only how she talks about it with real passion, but the ease that she explains it all, just in Mm. awe, but it just shows people you can do anything with a barbecue. It's having a go, right?
2: Exactly. Exactly. And she, you know, she's a great cook. She, she cooks, phenomenal food on the barbecue not just cakes and um i you know i i sort of this i sorry my dog's going um, right. I, I i sort of uh discovered i guess discovered her I, I i got i got to meet her at um devon county show and she was doing a, a demo there for wood oven company and i just thought she's brilliant. We, we just became really good friends and um i've tried you know I tried to encourage her because i see a real talent there I, i'm always on the lookout for people who I see, who um, I think have got some real talent, there's some really talented people in the barbecue community, and I try to do my best to support that and to help them grow and to, to put opportunities their way. And um, that's I, I love to do that. You know, the, there's some really special people out there, um, and and um, it's help helping them find their voice a little bit.
0: And that's how the community grows, I suppose, because then they can yeah. find their
2: voice. They can also
0: then do the same. They'll find exactly. people, nurture them, and, and then bring them up. And all of yeah. a sudden, we've got
2: a really strong UK. Exactly. Scene. Exactly. That's it. You've nailed it there.
0: So what was, I, I kind of went off on a tangent talking about brownies, but yeah. I was actually going to ask you. You know, you've got your two cookbooks. Is there yeah. a third on, in the
2: pipeline? Is that? Or can oh, you say or? Maybe. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> potentially, yeah. Um, I've, I've been trying to find, you know, it's not an easy thing to pull together an idea for a book. Um, the first two, I mean, Food and Fire was pretty much my sort of, you know, everything, my everything book. Um, an introduction to me and my food and, you know, a lot of what I believe is good food. Um, Skewered, I just saw a real opportunity that there weren't any barbecue books really in the UK on skewer cooking, and I saw a, a big gap there. Um, I, I'd like to do something a bit more balanced food wise. I mean, food and fire was a bit meaty. Um, skewered was a bit meaty. I'd like to do something a bit more balanced food wise, probably not a veggie barbecue book. Um, I do like that idea. But um, I mean, for me, Jen Taylor has absolutely smashed it with her charred book. Um, so, yeah i i uh, you know i i, I like lo- you know i was a veggie for 14 years and i love i love veg cooked on the barbecue but um i i don't know if i want to do a full bar veggie barbecue book but um yeah something maybe a bit just a bit more balanced um you know so many people are um You know, I've got different dietary requirements or, you know, if you do a party, you might have guests, a veggie or vegan. So just to give a few different options, uh, maybe. Um, But yeah, I've certainly got nothing, uh, nothing definite lined up yet. Watch this space. Yeah. yeah just putting put a few ideas together really so it's it's quite a you know pe- people think that um writing a, a recipe books just writing down some recipes um and anyone can do it and it's it's really not that straightforward you know i've been i've been recipe writing for for sort of 10 odd years and um you know it's 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 not easy but it's it's a wonderful thing to be able to do um i'm really proud of my books really proud of them
1: um, your your point there is so true. If everyone could do it, everyone would do it.
2: Yeah. Frank. R- yeah. Frankly,
1: um, <laughs> do you know, yeah. I I'd love to touch upon. You talked about growing the community, and um, yeah. I, I've been looking through your Instagram earlier today, and there's some fantastic posts, yeah. particularly recently as well, that people should go check out. But I'd love to touch on them. So, yeah. anyone who's really not barbecued before, first question I have <laughs> for you is. If someone's just starting out what top five accessories should they look into to improve their barbecue game
2: oh i'll have to remember what i put there <laughs> thermometer. it's a test <laughs> thermometer. yeah thermometer definitely um for confidence you know um and an accuracy i think is really important uh, a good set of tongs um you know is, is really important uh, a good knife really important uh but i can't remember what else i put i know my last ones always have a beer <laughs> a nice cold beer um i quite like some butcher's paper or some trays to lay stuff out on you know i'm quite into like a a big you know you want to go for a big platter really so you need something to lay out on i like uh, i've got some some sort of butcher's trays and I'll, I'll put those down with a bit of butcher's paper on and um really present it nicely a nice nice platter of food you know
1: You got all five there, so well done.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Like uh, Owen and I, we're we're not experts
1: at all. I mean, uh, we've talked about this before on the podcast, so uh, I'd argue Owen's been cooking on barbecues longer than I have, but my, my father used to do a barbecue for us every Saturday from probably mid spring right yeah. the way through until it got too cold for him to physically be out there. Yeah. And um, brought up in Wales, we used to have a lot of fish with a river in the back garden that other people would like yeah. catch stuff with and everything. So I, I have mm. a bit of a different experience than physically cooking myself, but cooking yeah. to temperature rather than time on barbecue is the biggest yeah. tip that we give people who are listening yeah. to, to this podcast well, what was the biggest tip that you would give people who've never barbecued before?
2: That same one. So yes, so oh, wait, we're doing it right. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> um, you know, there's the obvious ones as well. Um, About you know, um, use a lid, um, setting your coals up, two zone cooking or different zones. Um, my one one thing I find that helps really helps a lot of people is what I call my car analogy, and. Um, like people struggle with temperature control on something like a Weber kettle or you know a barbecue with a lid and um temperature control is something people you know they fiddle with the vents they don't really know what they're doing they just fiddle with the vents and um I my my car analogy basically I say think of your barbecue as a car and I say they're all different colors different shapes different sizes they'll all get you from a to b um some will be more comfortable and easier some Um, You'll have to be a bit more involved and, you know, uh, others are racing cars. Others are family, big spaces, and it really works. And um, like controlling a car, you control your barbecue. And I say the vent on the top is your brake. Um, You start shutting that down and that will break, act as a brake on your coals. Um, Your air inlet at the bottom, whatever that is, the more you have that open, The hotter it gets that's like your accelerator pedal so you've got a brake and an accelerator pedal now i choose mostly to drive my car on the accelerator pedal only using the brakes to to make major adjustments you know um and um you know i'll do all my fine control on on my accelerator paddle on the air getting in and that really helps a lot of people that that so many people come back to me and say you you nailed that you've 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 helped me i i've struggled with this for years you've you've helped me so um that is a really good one i think
1: I learned that from you. That that's how I look at a barbecue. Mm. And particularly when I got my monolith, um, that's yeah. looking up into it and, and reading what you were talking about. It's the car analogy yeah. altogether. That and the other yeah. rules that I live by, which Owen laughs at, mm. is looking's not cooking. And yeah. <laughs> and, and the other that's one is classic. yeah, and the other one is chicken 75, stay alive.
2: <laughs> Those yeah, are my rules. <laughs> that's what that's what i that's what i teach my kids so my my kids have all had barbecue since they were little and i mean nobody remembers 74 for 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 chicken so i've always taught them 75 stay alive and i do that on my class as well so yeah they're, they're all solid ones yeah I that's how much so. of a
1: fan that we both are of what you're doing that's that, oh, thank you that, that, that's the, a, the barbecue I'm, the just,
0: I'm just picturing myself when i go out there and light the barbecue tomorrow that every time i open the vent it'll be like sort of yeah vroom, vroom.
2: yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that and <laughs> that like millimeters it. make a difference right that's the other thing okay. that I, i've learned from cooking with the with the monolith is like people just think open, closed, but literally millimetres yeah. make a huge,
2: huge difference yeah, yeah. when using the top and bottom vents. Absolutely. And it's not having too much coal as well. You, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I use a couple of handfuls of coal and that will last four or five hours, uh, 180, you know, for, 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 for cooking. So, you know, people use too much charcoal um, and you you don't need need to use too much. So, yeah.
0: I know you've given a lot of advice, Marcus, which is which is absolutely mm. gold, uh, and I think people are going to really take a lot, you know, listening to this. Yeah. But one of the things we celebrate on this podcast is barbecue fails, and I, we'd oh, love yeah. to hear some of the b- barbecue fails that you've you've had over your time.
2: So probably the turkey that was a big lesson early on, um, you know, over smoking it. Um, usually, if I have a failure, um, uh, you know, and I still. I still burn stuff. I still have failures, um, you know, and I, I try and be open about them when I can. Um, you know, sometimes if you're promoting a brand and um, you have a failure, you probably um, have to be a bit more careful. <laughs> um, I mean, I you know, you usually if something goes wrong, it's because I get drawn away by family family matters, you know, fam important, you know, important stuff. And you know, I will have a steak on, I'll get dragged away and then it's overcooked or something, you know. So usually it's it's something else. Um you know, I I uh what well, was one recently, so on my Christmas class, here we go. On my Christmas class, you know, it's it's very hard teaching entertaining cooking juggling everything what did i do i did some nuts um some smoked nuts and i put um i put some maple syrup you know i put some spice on them and some maple syrup and um probably about half of them were were over caramelized let's say um (laughs) because you know when 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 my you know the gas started arriving you you, you're attending to them looking after them making them a drink and stuff and you know you take your eye off the ball so the ones close the nuts closer to the fire were a little bit charred let's say it it does happen
1: uh, we talk about barbecue fails all the time and it's how people learn and hearing that someone like yourself still have these fails has to be yeah. inspirational to the people who are learning and, and just enjoying the barbecuing yeah. which is the key point so my yeah. one that i haven't talked about is um i i put the post on instagram i i did a i was experimenting with steaks and i was using maple syrup and mm. i did two different steaks one i thought i'd put the maple syrup on beforehand and one i yeah. thought i'd put the maple syrup on after while it was resting yeah. just just a test so the resting steak with the maple syrup I really enjoyed it was a little bit different yeah. um the one I put maple syrup on beforehand I mean that mm. stuff more than caramelizes quickly <laughs> when yeah. you're playing it's with so. flame so oh, yeah this thing it, I mean it tasted nice and it was very yeah, different yeah. but um blackened steak that's red in the middle oh, yeah. is never an exciting <laughs> no, experience for no. anyone else other than you if you're experimenting Fair um yeah. but playing with flavors is something that I very much enjoy yeah. on barbecue and again like I can't remember who it was we were talking to on this podcast but someone said to me try maple syrup on beef and it will it'll blow your yeah. mind it's something very different what sort yeah. of Flavours do
2: you experiment with that have really shocked you? Um, well, things like mince pies and bacon was a surprise. <laughs> um, so um, try. It. So some of my favourite um, pork rubs for ribs, for example, are actually um, beef rubs. Oh, yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, I really like something a bit more savoury with my pork. But then I'll balance it out with um, something maybe a bit sweeter with a bit of maple syrup. Um, glaze over the top just to balance it out Um, I find a lot of rubs um, for pork for example are quite often too sweet Um, if you then add um, something sweet on top so um, yeah I I like something a bit more balanced savoury wise so great
0: Talking about, uh, I suppose, flavors, um, one of the things that we also like to do on the podcast is our barbecue bingo challenge, um, yeah. where we'll, we can hopefully set you a, a, a challenge up on uh, yeah, the barbecue. Course, yeah. So what I'm going to do is I'll share my screen. Uh, there's, there's a list of ingredients or, or flavor profiles yeah. that we'd like you to to do, and we'll, we'll basically spin the We'll see what it lands on. And okay. um, yeah, if you could cook for us, that'd be great.
2: I like a challenge
1: <laughs> not only that it gives you the opportunity to cook for yourself which i know you said you don't get um a lot of um time to do is there anything no. that you're allergic to at all uh no good because we've had exactly. that before where we've set it up and had <laughs> peanuts on there so we nope cannot do that if it comes up because i will die so no. we had to change oh it so
0: that, that's um, good to hear there's also there's also my signature dish um what yeah. would you say your signature dish is uh
2: probably the dirty
0: steaks great so if it lands on uh my signature dish dirty steaks would be yeah would be the cook yeah
2: that'd be a pleasure to have yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> Okay, great. Right. I'll give it a spin and see where we go.
1: We were talking about this earlier because we were thinking, what can we give Marcus? that's a little bit different. Wow. We could not have planned that better. (laughs) So uh, for everyone listening, uh, Marcus has just been given the challenge of doing his signature dish, which we all know is dirty steak. Um, So you can probably knock that out in one of your classes, right?
2: Yeah, I've got a class on Monday I'm doing... T- no, no, um, uh, no, Saturday I think it is. I've got my basic class, my beginner's class. So uh, Monday I've got an intermediate. So uh, yeah, I'll, I'll come up with something. I'll, I'll have a think, I, I, you know, if I just do a basic dirty steak, I'll, I'll have a think.
1: I don't know how much different things you can do with a dirty steak if I'm honest. It'll be interesting to see if you come up with something different. Oh, I will, how mate. it is different <laughs>
0: i will i will trust me great stuff um obviously we've asked you lots and lots of questions um is there anything yeah. that perhaps we haven't spoken about yet or asked that you would like to kind of i suppose talk about and you know have a conversation yeah. with our,
2: our readers listeners even i guess i guess there's going to be some good so so people in the last couple of years um, who have come into barbecuing have missed out on a lot of things. You know, the the, the, um, the Instagram stuff, the, the community online and stuff is is really good, really fantastic. But um, a few years ago, there used to be some really great events. Um and um, you know, like shows, festivals, barbecue events. You know, used to be grill stock and barbecue competitions. Um, you know, uh, there was smoke and fire last year. There's been um, Black Deer. There's been um, uh, what else? Uh, sizzle Fest last year. There was. So what I'd say is, so barbecue is a really um, sociable thing. So mm. those who are new to it have missed out on that take advantage of that it is wonderful these events support them you know they're going to be getting going again support all these events go to them meet people meet you know chat Barbecuers are so friendly they want to meet people they want to share they want to share their love um you know i'm doing some of the shows again this year um you know and um, i'm really looking forward to that you know it was so nice last year to be able to get to do um you know uh sizzle fest and um smoke and fire you know just to meet people who i hadn't seen for a couple of years so i'd say to people just get out there and do those events this year you know book the time off go and do them make sure you do them support them you know and then we can build on them for future years you know the scene's growing we need to get more people involved in that you know have a go at demoing as well if people feel confident you know get up there on stage and show people your favorite dish to cook that's how i got started going around garden centers and doing shows and stuff, showing what I was passionate about. You know, people love barbecue. They want to share it. So, you know, I'd say to people, get involved, get, go go to the events, go to a few, then have a go. Have a go at some of these competitions as well. They're wonderful. Take a judging course, if you like, you know, get involved. Uh, those, those events, you know, as, as amazing as the, the online stuff is, barbecue is a social thing and real people, real food, get out there and try it and have fun.
1: Marcus, it's Owen and I have been talking about this for over a month, about how excited we were and honoured we were to talk to you. thank you. Thank you so much for giving us your time and there's so much to learn from you. And the UK barbecue scene, not only is it growing, it's something different that people should look at. But just that last time, let people know how they can see you, follow you and learn from UK barbecue
2: so i um, country Countrywood smoke most places um i think twitter i'm um, devon would smoke because like Countrywood smoke was too big at the name so i'm devon would smoke <laughs> on there. um country would smoke most places um uk barbecue school uh, i've got websites countrywoodsmoke.com uk barbecue school um ukbarbecuereview.com where me and um do you know artist he, he's an amazing guy really good friend um where we review stuff um you know review kit and rubs and things. So um yeah there's that. Um the the magazine as well um is really important um uh barbecue magazine um mm-hmm. I think it's the uh thebarbecuemag.com. Um, that's so that started when I was sat on an oil rig in the North Sea about six years ago and I did did it digitally for about five years. Um and then a guy came on my course who was a publisher who uh, we got chatting about the magazine. He said, oh, could I have a look at it? And that's been going a couple of years now. Um, and it's a wonderful printed, um, I don't know if you guys get that, but it's, it's a we, cracking we do. magazine. Uh,
1: Owen subscribes and I yeah. am a cheapskate and borrow, uh, but, we, but we also <laughs> work in publishing as well. So we can fully appreciate okay, what cool. you're doing there. And it, it's it's a yeah. phenomenal thing. People should look into it, subscribe to it, buy it, learn yeah. from it. It's amazing.
2: Yeah, thank you. And I've got a YouTube channel as well, Countrywood Smoke, on there. That's ten thousand odd people. That's been going quite a few years. There's there's loads of stuff on there for beginners and more experienced people. So, you know, um, I, do, I do like to help people, whatever their sort of skill skill level. You know,
0: right. Well, as, once again, Marcus, thanks so much for coming uh, onto the podcast. And
2: it's a pleasure, um, guys. I,
0: and we hope to see you again. You know, in one of the festivals that's going on this
2: year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'm going to be around a bit this year. I've got a few plans. So yeah, definitely be good. To, good to meet you. Yeah,
0: thank you very much, Marcus. Speech yeah, speech. So much. That's it for another episode of the meet and greet barbecue podcast. It was an absolute pleasure to have Marcus on and I think everyone will agree there's some solid barbecue advice. Really, really nice bloke and has so much expertise. So don't forget to go to the country Wood smoke Facebook group, check out the UK barbecue school. As ever, we want to hear from you. We want to talk on the podcast about things that matter to you within barbecue. So please get in touch through all of the usual channels through social media at meet and greet barbecue podcast, our newly launched Facebook group meet and greet barbecue podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube, please give us a like subscribe. If you're listening through your favorite podcast app, leave a review, it helps us gain visibility for the show and grow the show. Also, if you'd like to support us and help us grow, then if you please go to our website, meetandgreetbarbecuepodcast.com, and you'll see the Buy Me A Coffee widget in the bottom left-hand corner. If you'd like to help support us and grow, then that would be absolutely amazing, and any donation would be appreciated. We want to create more and more exciting episodes for you.
1: And until next week, keep on grilling. Today's episode of the Meet and Greet Barbecue Podcast is brought to you by AOS Outdoor Kitchens. They are the South's leading outdoor kitchen design and installation specialists.